Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. In this episode, Demi Shores joins me from the WTA Finals. So this episode is a little bit longer than some of the post-match interviews because uh, I actually went over to the Players Hotel and sat down with Demi in the lobby for about 15 minutes, and we had this conversation. So it was really nice of her to uh, be generous with her time and come back on the podcast. So what we talk about here is uh, Cancun, the WTA Finals, Uh, her success with different doubles partners. So Demi has made the WTA Finals five consecutive times with four different partners. Um, So obviously she has to be able to adapt to uh, playing with different partners. So we discussed that a bit. And then we talk about their first match. They had a straight set loss, but they lost nine out of nine deciding points. And we talk about um, that and how they can kind of turn that around and overcome it. And then one of the phrases she used was play more aggressively. So I asked her what that meant to her, and she shares uh, what aggressive tennis looks like. And then at the end, she also talks about the other matchups in her group, as well as a notebook that, that she keeps with her and writes in after every match. So that's something that if you're a club level player, that's the thing I want you to take away from this conversation. Listen to Demi how she talks about the different matchups, how she talks about what she is writing after each match, and see if you can start to do that in your own matches, especially if you play in a local league. You'll see a lot of the same teams, a lot of the same players. If you can keep a log of matches in your bag, and you can go back to them year after year and figure out your opponent's strengths and weaknesses and different things like that. So again, uh, this is a great conversation. It's um, a fun one with Demi Shores. And then tomorrow we're going to be releasing a new episode with her current coach, Kirsten Flipkins. So that'll be a fun one as well. So without further delay, enjoy this 15 minute conversation with Demi Shores. Hey everyone, we're here with Demi Shores at the WTA Finals in Cancun. Demi, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So how has uh, the week been so far in Cancun? It's been kind of odd with all the rain and the schedule changes. Um, How do you handle that and how has uh, Cancun been overall? Uh, I think first of all, Cancun is a beautiful place, Um, especially the first days when the weather is good. It's it's so nice to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we're here to play tennis and um, we started already early. We had the first match of the of the tournament on Sunday. Uh, we're supposed to play on Monday again, but because of the rain, they yeah scheduled scheduled us a day later and a day later, and now we're gonna play uh, the second match on 
Thursday if everything is going to be uh, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, it's always special to be uh, at the WTA finals. And um, it doesn't matter that much where it is. Uh, of course, it is a beautiful place here. But yeah, it, it, it's always uh, an honor to, to be at the WTA finals. So today's your second or third consecutive day off. Um, and you said you were just at the gym. Uh, today you're not playing as well. What does a gym day look like for you? And then what will the rest of the the off day look like for you? Um, So I'm someone who likes to do gym every day. Uh Uh, Of course, it depends a little bit how the schedule looks like. So uh, that means um, if I'm playing the day after, I just do, uh, let's say, one hour of gym. Uh, not mm. too heavy because I don't want to be sore the next day, of course. Okay. Um, but uh, if I'm not playing the day after, I do a little bit more. Uh, so it, it's it's uh, it depends a little bit on the schedule, but also how I feel. So I just try to to feel each day uh, what I need. Um, I think now I'm at the age that I can decide myself. Of course, I'm talking with my physical team. Mm-hmm. Um, but today it's raining a lot. So, um, that means even if we cannot practice today, I'm going to go a second time to the gym to do some cardio, sweat a little bit and prepare for the match. And what what was this morning? Was it more weights or cardio or treadmill? Uh, This morning is a little bit of, um, of everything. So explosive, I like to do a little bit explosive work just to trigger the muscles, uh, do a little bit of, uh, uh, mobilization, stabilization, um, a mix of everything. Yeah. Okay. I like to hear all the little details. I know <laughs> it may seem boring to you, but I find that fascinating. Um, okay. So, uh, you've made five consecutive WTA finals with four different partners, which is uh, super impressive. How do you adjust to different partners? And this is the first time you've played with, uh, you, you have Des two years in a row. So this is the first time you've had the same partner two years in a row but how do you adjust to to playing with different partners and what, what do you make of that accomplishment um i would say like i'm, I'm playing always the same game style okay but, uh, they have to of, adjust to you uh maybe <laughs> they have to i think i have like a unique um game style so they have to get used to it that's a thing for sure but i think um the players i play with they're all great players and it's more more like adjusting with a personality than mm-hmm. than with a game styles because i think um yeah what i just said they all played great tennis um and i think um yeah, it shows it shows me that I'm doing something while playing five times in a row WTA finals with four different partners. So mm-hmm. I think the quality just of my game is 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 high. So I can I can um, I can give like a, a good quality um, level of tennis personal but but also with a partner and of course you have to adjust a little bit for example Desiree is a lefty mm-hmm. um, then I played with Mertens she's very solid from the back uh, I played with Annalena Grunefeld she's also very solid from the back then you had uh, Nicole Melikar she she's more like a mix but also um, good from the back but also uh, a good net player so yeah yeah, it's uh, it's always different, but I think you have to adjust not only tennis wise, but also like personality wise and, and attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So this is a doubles podcast, but I had to ask about the singles appearance in Guadalajara. So now you ha- are at 824 in the world in singles. <laughs> um, tell us the story of, of Guadalajara. What happened there, and uh, how did uh, how did that all kind of 
play out. Yeah, that was actually funny because I'm <laughs> usually very careful to play singles just with the, with my body and injuries. And um, I had in the, during Wimbledon a back injury and then I came back uh, in Montreal, Cincinnati, just playing doubles, felt pretty good. In San Diego, I was doubting already a little bit to sign in for singles, but mm-hmm. I decided not to do it. And in uh, Guadalajara, it's it's with altitude, of course. And um, I was playing with Collins and she was still in San Diego. And I felt like, okay, uh, it's maybe good to get some rhythm um, on with altitude. And, and I just signed in. I got in. That's the thing for sh- <laughs> uh, the first thing that I needed. And... Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, most of the people... <laughs> you won. They, yeah, That's what happened. Yeah, I won two matches in a row. Most of the people expected me to come into the net, but I thought it was very difficult to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Balls were jumping up high, so I was actually grinding and going left, right. And at the end, I qualified for the main row. I played Trevisan, and I think that was a bit too much. She yeah. was too good. Um, good I had player. a chance to come back to 3 all in the first set but then afterwards it was it was enough <laughs> okay will you try to play a little singles next year and probably not um i mean the priority is going to be doubles but yeah. if i feel like i'm i'm feeling fit and i want to get some rhythm or yeah who knows maybe i'm going to sign in like a few tournaments but yeah i don't know yet so i want to talk a little bit about the first match so y'all played uh in a shibahara and shuko aoyama it was um I think a closer match than the score indicated. Uh, you in the first set you lost, but you won more total points. I noticed, uh, and then there was also a lot of deciding points, and I don't think any of them went your way. Which is, you know, if we were played it to play that match ten times over, that would probably not happen again, right? So it would be um, yeah. much more even. But what do you all make of that match? And then how do you kind of come back from that? And, and what's your communication with Des? Um, after something like that, yeah, it was a it was a strange match, I would say, but also afterwards very uh, frustrated because uh, mm-hmm. what you just said. Like I think Desiree started very good, very aggressive. I was still still trying to find my way. Um, I think I didn't return that well uh, that match, um, and we we were like five two down, and then we started to play. A play a little bit more aggressive we came back to five all and i think then we lost so many juice point points also the on five all on six five mm-hmm. um and at the end we lost nine out of nine juice points um i mean that cannot happen but the thing it's is probably a record <laughs> yeah and but I mean. the thing is the day before in practice it was exactly the same thing Hmm. We we practiced with uh, Rutlev and Dabrowski mm-hmm. and uh, the same thing. We lost so many juice points and it's, it was not only juice. It was also like 40-15, 40-0 that was against the Japanese girls as well. Mm-hmm. So we didn't take the chances. So after the match, of course, you feel you, you're not happy. It's not like you played bad because, I mean, if, you, if you're not playing well, you, can, you cannot come to juice. So right. we, we did some good things, but it was just like the details to finish the games. And of course, we talked a lot of about it afterwards and we felt like maybe we had to be a little bit more aggressive at those points so uh, that was what we, what we were trying already uh, the last two days in practice and mm-hmm. that's something what we're gonna gonna try to do that you cannot you cannot regret anything afterwards so you go for it and play with commitment instead of laying back uh, and and just think like oh I have three chances to take the game um, we will win one point for sure no we have to we have to play aggressive and Nine out of nine uh, losing, uh, that's too much. 
Yeah, it's a lot. I can't imagine that'll ever happen again. Um, uh, when you say play more aggressive, what what do you mean by that specifically? Does that mean like poaching earlier or moving to the net faster or just taking more court position? Yeah, I would say like first of all, of course, it start with a return or the or the serve that needs to be more aggressive. And that, uh, something I, I I mean is like playing with more commitment. Just go for your shot. Don't don't push it. Just mm-hmm. hit it. Pick your spot and go for that spot. Mm-hmm. And then once the rally starts, yeah, uh, try to to be the most aggressive team. So um, the poaching, um, coming to the net and put the pressure on the other side of the net. Um, yeah, those kind of things. So you've got two more matches. You're definitely by no means out of this. Um, and you are, I think you played each of the other teams in your group once this year. You won both of those matches against uh, Storm and Elise and then uh, Nicole and Ellen. Um, what do you make of the rest of the group uh, and those matchups specifically? Yeah, first of all, I think everyone can win against everyone. Uh, yeah. I feel like everyone is playing well. Um yeah, the, the level is very close to each other. So it's tough to say who's going to win. And even that we won against both teams, um, I think it doesn't mean anything. Well, the only thing for us, it means like we can beat them. Sure. But I think they also beat us maybe. Yeah, maybe not together, but the, I mean, we played them so many times in practices and everything can happen. Um, so first we play Nicole and Alan. We won against them in... Um, an Eastbourne finals, but yeah. I cannot say that was a, like a real match because it was so windy. Uh, oh, okay. The level was like not good at all. Uh, and then we won against Elisa and Storm in uh, Montreal semis, but they uh, they were like seven or eight three up in the breaker. Oh wow! Uh, and um, yeah, so that that match could be the other way as well. So yeah. I think it's good to realize that uh, we won we won against them, yes. So that needs to give us some confidence and uh, the trust that we can beat them. Mm-hmm. But we also have to realize that it was it was close matches and and everything can happen. How much will you study film, especially for the match against Elise and uh, Storm? Uh, how much will you study film before the next match of that one? Sorry. How much will you look at the the video? Of your match from Montreal, uh, we we do look we do look uh, at the match, um, especially Kirsten, uh, coach. The coach mm-hmm. is, is watching uh, matches, but um, I think you watch you watch a few matches, and and I still have my 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 notes about that match in Montreal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think every match is different, and and I feel like everyone is playing such a high level of tennis that. Once you feel like there are some weak spots, they always can adjust a little bit. Yeah. Um, but for sure, we will. Uh, we did watch already the match back from from Montreal. But I also told uh, Kirsten like the the match against Nicole and Allen, for example, on grass with so much wind. I think it's better to watch matches no, from yeah. them on hardcore than yeah. to watch that match back. When you say you have notes from Montreal, so do you do you have a notebook that you like write in after each match? Um, uh, yes, I, I after the match, uh, after each match, I analyze uh, just the match a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Some things that um, I think were important in the match or how we played, I just write it down. And um, once we play those opponents again, I just, uh, yeah, read look, it yeah, read yeah. it back. And I just try to refresh, first of all, that match. So I, I have like a better idea what happened in the in the previous match. 
and um, I, I can refresh like what are the the yeah weakness or maybe not the strongest points of the opponents. Mm, that's good. I like that. Um, so I had a question from an Instagram fan. They asked, uh, "What team are you most intimidated by, and why?" <laughs> Um, I think that's different for everyone. That's but a tough for question. me, um, <laughs> ooh, uh, right now, I think I think it's a it's a difficult question right now. In the past, uh, let's say, still the beginning of the year, I would say the Czech girls, Krejčíková, Sinekova. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, they were always the best team um, and a little bit better than all the other teams. But right now, I feel like it's uh, even. Um, everyone can play very well. Uh, if I'm looking back now, just the matches that I've saw this week in Cancun, I think um, Rutlev Dabrowski played very, uh, very well. Um, and I like the game style they play, like very aggressive, uh, taking over the net. Um, so it's it's a tough one to say. Like in general, I would say the Czech girls, and they're struggling maybe a little bit in the last few months. Uh, mm-hmm. But right now here in Cancun, um, yeah, the, I think the Brodsky Rutlev played like amazing in the last few months. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have. Um, so last question: Any plans for 2024? Have you thought about it yet? Um, uh, not really, actually. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm I'm just focused here. Uh, next week I have Billie Jean King Cup, um, and then I'm I'm gonna take some like two weeks off. Um, I think it was a long season again with a lot of tournaments and especially sure. the last months traveling so much. And then there's a preseason of three four weeks, and then Australia starts. So I think after this week I will sit down with my team and see what what the what the plan is, uh, what the goals are, and uh, yeah, we go from there. Awesome. Demi, thank you uh, for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.